Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nabarajani Tower here in downtown Moscow. My name is Alan Moore, and I'm very, very lucky to be joined in the studio yet again, and early this time, by Mr. Peter P. Peter. Hey, hey, hey. And Mr. Alex B. Hello and happy. Blueberry, blueberry cheesecake day. 
OK, that's, uh, that's quite good. And, of course, returning from his suspension, we won't say why he was suspended for a week, uh, Mr Andy Mack, how are you doing? Yeah, I can't say because of the court case. No, no, let's just not say that, but like, do you, you have to now stay a certain distance away from schools and so on, yeah? Yeah, generally that's a good idea anyway. <laughs> that was I Alex Lavin in the background. <laughs> <laughs> laugh away from the microphone, don't laugh into the microphone. <laughs> I know, it was a good joke though, it was a good joke. Was right. A, that was a 5 out of 10 joke. So. Thank you, well that's... Wait, that's which for that. you is an all-time high. <laughs> exactly, that's about twice as good as most of my normal jokes. Alright, uh, so yeah. what have we got on tonight? What have we got on our lovely, lovely sports menu? Well, we have of course the Russian Premier League which ended today. Uh, we have the World Ice Hockey Champions, which um, kind of ended for Russia uh, yesterday, but of course they, they uh, won the bronze medal today. We'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. We are going to build up to the UEFA Europa and Champions League. We're going to have a look back at the Women's Champions League final and a look ahead to the Women's World Cup, which is taking place in France, of course. Kicking off very, very soon, we're going to speak with BBC's Amber Thiara. A little bit later on, of course, we will have Andrew Flint all the way from Grozny in Chechnya and after the break, we'll have after that break in the fourth period, of course, fourth period of time, we will have our dreaded, I'm really, really dreading this, our uh, capital quiz. In the fifth segment, then of course we were we're gonna we're gonna go all the way to Brazil. I think it's the Belo Horizonte. We're gonna go to Mr. Ewan McKenna from the Irish Independent. He's gonna have a chat about Manchester City and lots more. And then finally we'll have capital punishment and we have a lot of people to punish this week. Trust me on that. Right. Um before we go any further and of course, of course, we will have Sergey Kuzmin from Vogel Yans who'll be in to have a little bit of a chat with us and tell us a bit more about uh, football down on the Volga in the homeland of Lenin. Before we go any further, Andy, news roundup. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton has fended off Max Verstappen in the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, Hamilton came through a late collision and a dodgy set of soft tyres to move 17 points clear. In the football in Russia, Lokomotiv Moscow secured second place in the Russian Premier League, winning 1-0. Krasnodar also matched them 1-0, but needed that result in Moscow to go in their favour, which means Lokomotiv Moscow have qualified automatically for the Champions League, and Krasnodar will be in a playoff. In other Russia-related news, as we mentioned, Russia saw off Czech Republic on penalties to get bronze in the World Ice Hockey Championships. Uh, Czech Republic missed all four of their penalties, Russia scoring two to win 3-2 overall. Okay, Peter, now that, that game, of course, Russia lost 1-0 yesterday. You were watching that game, you were covering that game for us. That was, that was, it, was a bit, it was a shock, let's put it mildly. Well, yeah, but you know what, as I see it, I mean, of course, they did score in the last period. So what, what, I, what, what I think is, um, Finland, of course, they had more goals and so on, but I think Russia just got, they got worn out and kind of focused on attack maybe on, in the third period, and that just gave Finland an opportunity to score. Do you think actually that Russia put too much, because I mean, I was a bit put off by the whole and, thing, like it, there was too much focus on beating America than well, actually going uh, to win yeah, the and, tournament. And you know what, uh, the previous game that Finland played, they played the the... the Champions, the the reigning champions, the reigning exactly. Champions, yeah, Sweden, yeah. and they beat them five four. I mean, so I, you, you already know that they're, like, they're a pretty good team. Exactly, and that is a local derby. That is like Finland, Sweden, and they absolutely detest one another. Now, of course, Finland, as we know, they're they're the puck's going to drop in around eight minutes against Canada. We're going to follow yes, that yeah. along. What else have you got, Peter, for us uh, from a quick news round? Well, I just want to give a shout out, of course, to CSK and Alec Peters for winning Europa League. Uh, not, uh, the, I think the score was the final score was uh, 91-83 CSKA won and uh, of course uh, NHL the, the, the 
the finals uh, is happening. The first game is happening on Tuesday, May 28th at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. morning. Okay, and who is in the finals? Here in the finals? So it's uh, Blues and Bruins. Blues. Shout okay, Bruins. so the Bruins. Okay, so um, quick question. Bruins, should they win it? Well, Absolutely they, they, they not. They definitely should. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Alec moved across to you. So what have Alec. you got for us? All right. Alec, um, yeah, Alex, Alex, I said. Alec, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> uh, Alec Peters here of CSK Moscow. Uh, <laughs> coming off the gym. All right, so... Um, With this broad Canadian yeah, accent, eh? Yeah, this broad Canadian accent, eh? My name is Alec Peters, oh, eh? I'm from Alberta, eh? <laughs> so, um, yeah, NBA. So, um, of course, in the West, we have the Western Conference champions, the Golden State Warriors. But in the East... The Eastern it's, Conference it's the champions, the, the beast, the beast from, the from the East, the uh, and the you're looking at your future the NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. I'm, I'm sorry, can I, can I just ask a quick question? Nope, Alex. absolutely. Do, do, do you I'm think, still talking. Do, do you think uh, the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> will actually? Yes, win. yes, I do. I'm do you think talking. they got a chance? Do you think? Do you think? Bo- how? Okay, you're not giving Boston a minute against admit, against admit the Blues, it. eh? I am. Give it <laughs> more than a minute. They're, 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 they have this, this game in the bag. Here, here, look, in I, the I promise bag. they're not going to go for any cheap shots, but you're not giving them a minute, are you? I already said I'm giving them more than a minute. Okay, right. Okay, all right. Let's get back to the news. I'm going to turn off the microphones there in a second, so okay. Alex, finish your handle. Before I got so rudely interrupted, I was just talking about... He's from Boston. You're lucky he didn't stab you. You can't see what's going on under the table. Yeah. I okay. do not want to know okay, what's going on. I don't on know how you table. managed to do it eleven times. Like the first three times, okay. Like after that, it gets kind of like, all right. What? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, who me? No, 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 no. Like Paul Pierce, he got stabbed eleven times. Like, how uh, do you? How do you? How do you allow <laughs> somebody to stab you eleven times? Stop! Like, why is it going? This what were the people <laughs> around him thinking when he was getting stabbed eleven times? Maybe it was a bit of an et tu uh, Pierce. I'm not even sure how we've got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we should just... Let's all go right, back the NBA, NBA. <laughs> Do you want me to read out a different bit of news so we can all move on? All right, yeah, uh, please, uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, go ahead, okay, let's calm well, down. Andy, so, no, no, no. We'll come back on, Charlie. Go ahead, you. Andy. A big shock in the first round of the French <laughs> Open in the ladies where Angelique Kerber, who was going for a career Grand Slam, has lost to the 18-year-old Nastya Potapova Ooh. in straight set 6-4, 6-2. That's a big, big shot. She's a Latvian player, isn't she? No, she's Russian. Russian? Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. big one. Number 70 seed beating number five. So okay. a real big shock in the first round. Okay. All right, Alex. All right, now to the important NBA. stuff. So um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Toronto Raptors is the Golden State Warriors. Now, it may... Okay, so first of all, what happened in the East? So um, the Milwaukee Bucks won the first two games. And um, the second game was just like... They just decimated the Raptors. And... Um, so after that, it was kind of like the is Eon, it's like the new LeBron James, right? So there's a lot of like speculation that they're like the same team because it's like Eon versus like Kawhi essentially. Like everybody else, they're just both going to the arena, having their fingers crossed that somebody from their team is going to step their game up a bit just so they can win the game. And that's what happened. The um, as Kawhi, as amazing as Kawhi was, the rest of the bench just like stepped up, and uh, that's how they managed to win four straight games. So. Of course, in Golden State, they won four nothing against. Well, they won four games against the um, Portland Trail. It was four and through, yeah, four and yeah, four, 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 about four a, zero, like, yeah. About like a week ago, so they had yeah. nine 
um, they had nine days of just rest. But that's not so necessarily course, a good thing, though. I don't. Course, I yeah. I think that the Raptors are coming in a bit of momentum. They're coming in a bit yeah. of energy. Exactly. I, I, the worst thing of all, like I think we can all agree, the worst thing when you're an athlete, when you're when you're involved in something, is just to have this break where you're just training. You know, I'm yeah. sure they'll have and also um, like uh, scrimmages, but still, it also gives them like false confidence because like the West is like. Well, I mean, the Portland Trailblazers aren't exactly, like, as amazing as they have played this season. They're not really, like, a top, like, team in the NBA. So, um, of course, the Warriors winning, well, they went to the finals five times in the past five years. So, of course, they have this, like, confidence that they're, like, already, like, the best, like, team, like, without, like, a, without, like, a close second. But I actually think that the Raptors have a solid chance and, in fact, a better chance to win this, uh, ex- like... They had a better chance than like anybody since in like the past two years because, look, their two best players, well, aside from Steph Curry, um, KD and um, freaking Boogie Cousins, they both are out because of injury. So now they're down to like Steph Curry and like all those guys. And as amazing as they are, I think Kawhi Leonard has cemented himself as like the best current player in the okay, NBA. Okay, so quick, right. if 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 um, just from the head, not the heart. Okay, can the Raptors potentially <clears throat> break? Uh, I think I think they have a shot, but my heart is with the Raptors, but my money's on the Warriors. So, all right, that's fair enough. Okay, um, Andy, across you, uh, I know that you've been watching the Giro d'Italia. Uh, I saw someone crash. Yeah, and um, I think it screwed him up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just on the Giro d'Italia, of course, uh, <laughs> Russia's very own Pavel Sivakov, who of course was born in um, Italy uh, and uh, raised in France. He's racing for Team Ineos. Ineos. Does anyone? Does that strike a bell? Team you're, Ineos? You're just talking gibberish now. No, Timmy, Team Ineos. In I-N-E-O-S. Do you know who they are? Team of Sky. Course. Team, Team Sky. Sky. So you've got a Russian racer for Team Sky. Oh. So I'm like... Um, so, okay. In the general classification, he is in eighth place. He is four minutes, 55 seconds behind the leader from uh, Ecuador, Richard Carapaz from Movie Star Team. Or sorry, Movie Star... That's a Colombian. Uh, or Ecuador, excuse me. I was right. Uh, Primoz Roglic, the Slovenian who has been implicated in some very, very dodgy dealings. Uh, he is with Team Jumbo Visma. And of course, over in the mountain classification, which is the blue jersey, uh, Ilnor Zakarin, also from Russia. He with, He's with... Of course, team Katusha Alpitsen. He is in third place. And the, do you know who the best young rider is in Giro d'Italia? Cataldo. Cataldo. No, I'm just making. I'm just. You're just, just, just a random continental read, name. Reading it, this off a screen. Okay, this is Pavel Sivakov. Pavel Sivakov. That young guy. He's 21 years of age, so he's doing actually quite well overall. So it's it's not too bad. The top British rider, of course, is in ninth place. Simon Yates. He's riding with Mitchelton Scott. So we'll see what what goes on. Okay, um, looking ahead, very very. Uh, or looking back, I should say, on the Russian Premier League season, Andy. We will have a, a bit of a look back as well, of course, with uh, Andy Flint. CSKA finished off their season winning 6-0 today against Samara Kurilisovicov. Um, do you think that, and then of course, Spartak lost 2-0 out on the Kazakh border against Orenburg. Do you think that that just like, shows that Spartak are on the way down? Do they need to get Elenshev in or what the hell is happening with that club? It's a really tough one because they, they and you could say the same for CSKA, they've gone through the season uh, in spits and spurts where at times you think well, they've, they've found a bit of rhythm, they've found uh, a system with... Um, Jay Lewis up front and mixtures in roundabout, and then all of a sudden the next game they're they're, they're back to square one and struggling to uh, maybe that's fan pressure expectations for this season. But I think they they definitely need a bit more of a. Obviously they had the mid season clear out, 
I think they're probably going to have to do that again over the summer and then start fresh and see where they go because um, after that season, I, I mean, I don't think they're close at the moment to, to the top three. So they're, they're going to need a, a big rethink and probably some money behind it as well. Okay, so because it's of course moving to the stadium, they're not doing that well like off the field. I mean, financially wise, they, they have some some issues. Spartak don't have financial issues, but they have just terrible management. They just it just seems to be falling apart every single season. It's getting worse and worse and worse since they won the league. Well, we discussed not only the the, the changes in managers, pressure from the top, whether it's the the, the head honchos shoving about and agents in between. Uh, that's obviously created a bit of a destabilising situation in the dressing room and. That's just never going to. Over the course, like we mentioned, over the course of a season, that effectively rules you out. You've seen how, if you look at Liverpool and Manchester City, how tight knit they've been throughout a whole season. Yeah. That's exactly what you need. You need consistency, and Spartak haven't had it at any point really. Yeah. Um, and we've seen Locomotive started the season badly, but hit that consistency just after the winter break and finished up in second. Is Shomin going to stay? I think he has to again. We discussed yeah. it last season. Where I, I can't, I you win the league, you can't yeah. really yeah. change it. Um, and as much as I'd like to see some change, because I think that could take them on to the next, the next level yeah. to make them potentially competitive at the European competition. But yeah, I think he has to keep his job. He's won a cup. He's finished second. Automatic yeah. qualification. Three trophies in three years. He has to kind of groom some young guy to bring him through in his position. Easy Tiger. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously, he has to kind of like bring someone through. Oh, wouldn't he? Um... In what way are we talking here? We I mean, to, uh, talking about fit his shoes. His, to, to fit in his shoes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think if they're going to keep qualifying for the Champions League, there will be an appeal for a manager. We saw the likes of um, AVB, Andres Villas-Boas, Mancini coming over. I don't think it's necessarily a, <coughs> a grooming project. Um, I think if they consistently sit at the European top table, then they'll attract managers in. Okay. So you just reckon that like, if, if local continue on and make the group stage Champions League, um, because Max was, was telling me uh, just today that this is like this potentially winning today is worth about 20 million euros. It's yeah, massive. And then you're not even taking into account the TV deals and everything going with it and the 1 million you get per win in the group stage. Um, obviously, the crowds weren't spectacular last season, no, but, but having were, a good were, season yeah. again, they keep kicking on. You're going to attract people in the ground. The better you do each season the more people are going to come. And I was trying to explain that to some of the, the local people. I know that um, uh, Eric, was, who, who was here, was, was explaining as well that you need three, four years uh, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the Champions League at least. to actually find your feet. Because it doesn't matter. You have, oh, we were in the Europa group stage. doesn't make a difference. You need Champions League quality players come to the club and then consistency. You know, because you, you can see to, how quickly it goes the other way if you look yeah. at Galatasaray and Fenerbahce and you know, big clubs on that level who just didn't get it right because they were fiddling about with the finances or too much change and it just didn't work so Loco need now that consistency for another year and then they can look at maybe kicking on the way that Zenit have and creating a stable format which is backed financially whether that's within the, yeah, um, yeah. the rules or not but that's what they need to do they need to make sure that they're, they're back at it next season and not sitting on their on their laurels and making sure that the they're bringing in the recruitment's right for them. Um, they've kind of got it right this year. They've finally found a blend, but... We'll see what going. happens. Yeah, they need to do it. Okay, right, folks, we're going to go to the break. We have um, Amber Tiara. She's coming up quite soon to discuss the, uh, of course, the UEFA Women's Champions League and, of course, the Women's World Cup is coming up and women's sport in general. So we're going to go to the break right now with MIA and Paper Planes back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. 
Okay, folks, I am Alan Moore. This is Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM, and we're back on this lovely Sunday evening. I should say it's about 21 degrees here in Moscow. Uh, I got a pretty nasty sunburn yesterday and today, so it's just like I was burning up in every sense. We had a, a, a coaching session yesterday and in training today out at Lokomotiv. I know, I know, uh, I was going to say Beavis and Butthead, that's not fair. Peter and Alex, they were, you were at Lokomotiv today. Oh, yeah. yeah. And well, you met Dimitri Bodikin as well. Yeah. Yes, and he we told did. you a lie. Uh, well... About his English. I don't know, maybe he's just... Shy? I don't know, maybe, yeah. He's, he's the size of him, though. He's like, he's yeah, like, he's he's like that guy, McLean, what's uh, got the, the one of the giant? The guy who like kills all the people in Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, the mountain. McGregor. Yeah, the mountain. He is, he is. He's huge. He's he a mountain. You know? Very big man. Big yeah. man. I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid to like... So I gotta say, like, Dimitri, if you listen to us, your English is good enough to come on the air with us, trust me. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyone, it's like a challenge. Have you not yeah. listened to the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, listen to what we do. But your English is the ultimate test. <laughs> exactly. Listen, Alex, very, very quickly, we're going to go off the phone to Amber Tiara right now, but I want to ask you um, about the FIBA World Championships which are taking place, of course, in China. Russia yeah. qualifying for the first time in a long time, thanks to yeah. a lot of C- CSK Spartak players. What's happened? Who are Russia drawn against? Well, essentially, what we need to know is that the group consists of Russia, Argentina, uh, South Korea, and Nigeria. So South Korea and Nigeria, they both have pretty good... Well, they have pretty good players, but they're not really a like contender. Uh, Argentina, they won the gold medal like in 2004, I believe. But uh, they were carried by like the two players that they had, Luis Scola and Manu Ginobili, who are now, of course, both retired and... Uh, so I think Russia has a pretty good chance of leaving this group. So they'll, they'll finish top two and get into the second rounds. Oh yeah, Russian basketball has been on a rise lately. Okay, but we still look, we're still looking most likely at maybe Turkey, maybe USA, of course, maybe Lithuania. Like, but USA look like oh, the favorites. USA is just like the heavy favorites. Like, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the favorites. Okay, that is fair enough. Okay, uh, folks, we're going across to England right now, and we're going to have a chat with a lady who was here two years ago with us, um, and actually on the line with us as well before. Um, and she is a BBC journalist, of course, and she is the um, well, she's the host. She's the host of the uh, women. Game pod, Miss Amber Tiara. Amber, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. I can't say I've got any sunburns to compare. Ha ha ha. Okay. Yeah, they're all laughing at me here because yeah, I, 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 the I'm flamingo like, can speak. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm worse than flamingo. I'm tomato. I'm tomato right now. It's just terrible. That's, that's what you do for Getty football. Um, Amber, listen, um, before we go any further, um, how is the weather right now over there in England? Is it nice or is it like Russia where it's uh, very warm? No, it's actually really lovely. Like, you'd probably think that, like, British weather would be raining, but no, it's, like, pushing 20 degrees. That is perfect. (laughs) That's nice. Okay, that's good. You've got to love global warming. I love global warming. Yeah, just go ahead and start spraying some aerosols in the air and just make it warmer. (laughs) Not for me. My my skin tone just doesn't do that. It doesn't work with that. Okay, uh, Amber, listen, um, Leon, of course, they won the UEFA Women's Champions League yet again, hammering Barcelona in the final. Um, I know it was pretty much expected, but is the health of women's professional football or women's football at that level, is it, is it strong or you know, is it improving or is it maybe going back a little bit? No, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely strong and improving. And I think that Leon winning a fourth straight title isn't really, uh, it's just supposed to show how good they are rather than the fact that it's miles ahead of anyone else. But no, women's football is really booming at the moment. And, um, yeah, I think it's attendance is up, crowds are, are getting more excited about the game. Um, and I think overall women's football is really growing and people are really trying to understand 
the, the nuances and the differences. And yeah, it's on the up for sure. As you'll see by all these different investment studies, you know, companies, advertising and um, sponsors, um, they're putting money into the game for the first time in a long time consistently across the board. Um, so yeah, if go where the money is, it's definitely going well. Okay, no, that is good. I mean, we know, I know we, we, we've discussed before a bit, like say, party of payments and so on, and like the Danes um, were pushing for that as well, like that the men and women uh, international teams would be paid equally. Um, in, in, in looking at that, we, we have a look at Ma- like Manchester City, and it was pointed out by Pep Guardiola uh, before the, well, during, well the, in the league run-in, where they said, oh, you'll be the first... Um, English team to do a, a treble or, and he goes no our ladies team our women's team did that already Man City the women's team is extremely dominant um, you know sh- is, is that a good thing for, for football in England? It is well first of all um, I'd like to um, say that Pep actually got called out in, a, in another presser before that and he just remembered it so good on him for remembering <laughs> um, but overall yeah like I think it's good that they're doing so well, and I think it really is testament to the fact that there's so much talent um, coming through that the domestic game, and it is strong. I think from a pay level, it's just a matter of time before it can kind of snowball. But I don't think the the players themselves are unrealistic. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of the girls who are playing a, few, a very short time a while ago couldn't even play professionally full full time. They were still out with second, you know, not other jobs dealing with like domestic chores and things like that so I think being realistic there's there's still some way to go but I think the fact that they're so strong they're doing so well they obviously won the FA Cup and they're you know coming runners up in different other competitions they're doing really well and I think as long as the respect level's there I think that's the that's all in the right direction that's the only thing we can focus there was quite a bit of hype uh, before this game because I think it was Leon's fourth consecutive um, final win. Yeah. Um, but the amount of people that turned up at the ground, I think it was almost 24,000. Is that mm. a sign that globally it's, it, women's football is getting big? It's not just, you know, in, in, in the UK it's, it's kind of come into focus a bit more. But if it's getting that many people in, in Hungary to go to a game and it was broadcast on, I know, I know it was on Match TV here in Russia, it was BT Sport in the UK... How, how big can, can it really go in the sense of, of, you're saying, the funding, the TV deals? What, what does it need to make it tick to that next level? Um, well, I think, if I ask you answer your first question, it's definitely across the world, definitely across Europe. I mean, you have the highest attendance for, like, Italian and Spanish league games recently. Of course, it was all to do with good marketing, but that's what it's all about. And I think it's just about being clever and sort of trying to introduce people to the women's game that weren't necessarily aware of it. But I think the sky's the limit, and I think it's just about pushing and, and keeping that momentum going. I know in England, um, we've, the attendance rates are all, like, almost doubling, and not just at finals games, even to local games. And I think it's about working with, you know, men's clubs so, um, and trying to get, you know, maybe matches held on the, on, a, on the same day so that you could go to like a double-headed fixture, so see the women play and see the men play, things like that, about really trying to, make it more normal and putting the fixtures at sensible times so people can go to them. But honestly, I think it's all there for the taking and it's just about us using that platform um, to show everyone how good it is. But also, this, the Women's World Cup's going to happen and I absolutely think that's going to be fundamental into the game growing and everyone really embracing women's football. So we'll see what happens on the other side of that. In terms of... Um, so we talked about the, the large attendance in Hungary. In terms of ticket pricing... We've seen tickets, uh, I mean, for the, the men's football in, in, in the UK, it's become astronomical. 
and in Bayern mm. Munich at Liverpool uh, protesting the 20s plenty. Um, do you think that ticketing now needs to be curbed for women's football to be popular? Um, I think it's, it's a huge part of it. Um, I think the women's game initially, if you go back to the people who just go to the local games, I think money is part of it, but it's also about that family environment and it, because the prices are so low, you can take you know, the kids with you and, you know, multiple family members. And they do have that completely different atmosphere. I'm not I'm not putting the men's game down in any way. But like you said, it's in the, the pricing changes how you feel the game and also puts a lot of pressure on what you want from the game because it needs to be worth that money. Whereas, and then it can really affect your enjoyment factor. I think the men's, men's ticket, season ticket prices are all high, crazy high, and I understand why, but it definitely does give the women's game that kind of oh you know you can still watch great football at not ridiculous prices and i definitely do think there must be some fans that that do turn to women's football especially if they want to watch live live games and they can't afford men's i mean that that is a good thing like the, the sort of the affordability and accessibility as well because you know it, it has it's seen the say the age profile in the english premier league rise to you know the the average age of fancy is like 42 as far as i remember and it's us people who are like working professionals well professional people have a bit of money to put away as well um now uh, we we're, we're going to discuss a little bit later on as well about the the women's world cup peter um it's starting on friday friday, friday uh friday saturday sunday is first three games first game of course france versus south korea we want to have uh Spain, you are, and uh, Australia, Italia. Okay. Now, looking at uh, the group, of course, England are qualified, and they're going to face against the old enemy, Scotland. They also have Argentina, of course, another enemy nation. Uh, let's not mention islands. And, of course, Japan. So, I mean, that's a tough group for England to, to go into right away, isn't it? it? It is, but I think there was never going to be a, a particularly easy, easy kind of team. I think uh, the rival with Scotland is making it so interesting from just the sales point of the UK. Like everyone's going to be watching that first game. You're going to be picking which side you're on straight away. So that's really great. But I think it's good that England are getting tested so early on because I think it needs to. You know, if they can get through, they'll have proven themselves. I think. You know, you look at the team that that they've put together. They, I think it, it's good that there is a testing team. I think they will do well. I think they'll go through. I'm not just saying that because I'm English. Okay. <laughs> so they're doing well. I mean, like the ranking force. Um, I think there's huge chance of winning it but you know it's, it's good you want it interesting from the start don't you you don't want loads of true. games in the, I, I mean, the semi-final most of the players are home based of course like from Man City Chelsea United uh, Arsenal of course mm. as well and, and Birmingham City of course have, have representation you also then have players uh, Tony Jokins over with Barcelona we got uh, well Nicky mm. Paris is playing of course with Lyon who won the Champions League and also Lucy Bronze um, but you still think yeah. that for a lot of uh, young aspiring female footballers, uh, you know, young girls in England, that the best way to develop is still the uh, US college system? Um, I don't particularly think that. I think it's changed now. I think it was definitely a big thing. I mean, go back to days where the whole Bandit Love Beckham movie came out. It seemed to be the only way to get into professional football. Um, but I think that's completely changed, and I don't think you need that now. Clubs are doing really well growing home talent, and I think. I'd say this about both the men's and the women's game. Playing in in Europe can really, really, really help your game, and I would encourage it. And you know, you mentioned Nikki's Parish, She's just moved to Lyon, but she's really young. Obviously, Man City are going to miss her sorely, but she's going to come back at least as part of the Lionesses team, and she's going to smash it through all of this, um, you know, European education across different the football hit like across Europe. I think it has so much more to give, and it's just richer. Um, obviously, I wouldn't say don't go to the US but I don't think it's the only answer whereas maybe a few years ago it was 
Okay. Now, you, there's 24 teams, of course, taking part. Um, you've got four teams coming in for the first time, Chile, Jamaica, Scotland and South Africa. Um, Italy haven't been there for a long, long time as well, I think for almost 20 years. Argentina for the first time, well, in over 10 years. Um, who, who are we looking at? Okay, outside of England, I know, hand on heart, you're, you're looking at England. But who else do, you know, will it be the USA? Will it be Canada? Will it be you know, Brazil? Will they be there, there the, the, uh, in the shake-up? Um, I think they will. I think it will definitely have a lot of teams up there for the fight. I think US, as you mentioned, they're really well, doing really well. I think they're likely to be in there. Um, I put France and Germany. I'm not just naming top four, but they are the top four for a reason. Um, I think you could have some, you know, wild card like like you just mentioned. But I do think um, it's going to be a battle between those top four. And I think if you kind of look look at who, who's going to rise up, they're probably going to face each other in the semi-finals. Okay. So um, I think the finals are going to be where you're going to really find uh, these teams uh, really battle out. Okay, so as you said, I mean, the, you know, USA they're number one, uh, number one in the world, Germany number two, England three, France four, and Canada five. Um, mm. Could could maybe because the Japanese team is also top ten, so I mean, they 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 might they, they might upset the apple cart for the Lionesses. I think they, I think they could like. I think anything can happen in a World Cup because you have a different dynamic. I mean, France could have a home advantage, but I think Japan are one of the teams that could do that. And I think, especially in the group with England, like yeah, they they could. But once they like like I said, they're going to diverge and come back again. So I'm not sure who else might knock them out in the process. But I definitely think in in group stages, teams like that, I've got everything to to play for and like not much to lose in that sense it's the same as Scotland I, I can see maybe Scotland making it really hard for England and maybe they're not going to be you know uh, in the final but I think from a, a national pride side I think they're going to do that their, their country well well, they just started a big fight at the start of the game and then at least get three or four English players sent off and then they're playing against seven players. Okay, um, okay. before we let you go, of course, you are working, of course, with BBC and uh, the, you're the, the, the host of the Women's Game Pod. Tell us, in a minute or less, what is the Women's Game Pod all about? So, it's exactly what it says in the turn. It's about <laughs> women's football, <laughs> literally. Um, I think I was just sick of not having anywhere to talk about it. So I just made my own little place. Uh, we talk about news, uh, what's relevant in um, to women's football, the game, how to improve it, um, get common feedback. We get some players in as well. So it's just a little nice hub where you can have a little conversation about the women's game. <laughs> that is brilliant. So, Listen, yeah, I'd encourage <laughs> I'm, I'm going to actually go, I am, it's on SoundCloud and now we're going to tweet out as well through the show and uh, I'm going to give it a listen this, this week when I'm commuting in there to work, I will give it a listen. Amber Sarah, thank you very much. Have a lovely evening and we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you, bye. Thank you, bye-bye, Amber. Okay, so we're going to take a break in a moment. However, we have breaking news coming through, Peter P. Yeah, so Canada just scored against Finland. It was Theo Rorschea who scored. Theo Shea, oh, and who's oh. the assist? Uh, uh, assisted by Mantha Anthony, if I'm reading that right, and McCann Jarrett. How bad would it be if they go on and well, win this thing and we have Alex sitting here in the studio? Uh, well, I'm not going to say. That's a turn off your microphone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I'm sorry, that was, that was a nasty trick, you know? Well played. Yeah. Just want to add to that that Finland missed a penalty just before yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they've not even bought off. 
Oh, dodgy dealings here on the well, way, boys. Miss Pens today. Miss Pens, I tell you. Okay, we are going to go to the break right now. Um, we're going to liven up our night a little bit because we're going to prep. We're going to have Sergey Kuzmin from Williams. He's going to come into us very, very soon. And of course, then we're going to go on the phone to Andrew Flint. Hopefully, fingers crossed, down in Grozny. So, um, folks, sit back, relax. This is a bit of Timber with Pitbull and Keisha. We'll be back after the break.
more. Welcome back to Capital Sports on this lovely Moscow evening. It's a plus 21 degrees here in Moscow. 24 degrees, of course, in Istanbul, in Dublin. It's always sunny and always lovely. Glasgow, it's, well, you know, people getting beaten up, beaten mugged, drinking. Uh, just beaten up. Um, although he didn't even play, did he? The, uh, the, Ar- the Irish rugby player, Leinster, which, who is now out of the World Cup. Which one's that? Uh, O'Brien. Oh, Sean O'Brien. Ah, yeah. But it's now out. Total tank. But, but struggling for backs now, aren't they? That's, who is oh, the other one that's out? He's a forward. Oh, he's a forward. Sorry, forward. Yeah, but yeah. The, sorry, back row. Yeah, the back row, exactly. Flank, the back row. F- flanker, Dan Levy's gone as well. Exactly. Levy. Dennis, no, Dennis Levy. No, no, no they, are, they are having some problems. They are having some severe problems this year. And I think it's just one of those things that, like, I think it's a, it's a big issue that they have with, um, how would you say, with... Uh, consistency right now they had a great year last year and everyone is falling apart this year like physically physically they are, they are really really falling apart so I, I think it's a I don't know I think they, they flew too high too close to sun last year beating the All Blacks I think this year is just falling apart so okay folks we um, we have a special guest in the studio and uh, well I should say he's a, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a long time listener and he's a friend of mine as well um, and we also have a giveaway okay so Note this down, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. And at the end of this, he's going to ask a question, so be very ready for this. Okay, it's a simple question. You can Google to your heart's delight, or you can Yandex, whatever you want to do, but you'll find the answer. Okay, so um, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Ross on Viber as well. Right, we have. He is the. Uh, I, I get this right. He's the vice president of FC Volga Ulyanovsk. Volga, of course, played up in the second tier a number of years ago, and they're they're still doing quite well in the second division out in the Ural Volga region. And hopefully, they'll move into the central region of Russia as well. Sergey, good evening. Good evening, Alan. Okay, and I know you're 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 dressed up in this amazing like yellow and black uh, color for Volgolyansk. Um, Sergey, uh, the first thing I just wanted to uh, ask you, uh, and I said, well, I'll, I'll keep it nice and handy. So, tell us how big or how important is football in Ulyanovsk? Alan, uh, football is the most popular and uh, favorite sports in Ulyanovsk. Uh, absolutely. Uh, football club Volga, favorite team of uh, our region, uh, but uh, we want uh, to be supported in uh, different countries of the world and have friends uh, like Alan. <laughs> and of course, and, and he's a fan of Volga as well. Absolutely, okay. definitely. Okay, I mean that that is good as well because again, it's a very historical city, a lot of links, and it's in a great region, huge potential. Um, okay, look, you you got. You know, a lot of people going to games, going to matches in Ulyanovsk. But FNL, forget FNL. <laughs> is the money in Ulyanovsk, is the money in the city to play in the Premier League? Uh, Ulyanovsk people's dream of uh, being in the centre of football. Uh, now it is important to go to the next league. Uh, money, uh, when I think success, uh, will be. Okay, so basically, Andy, Andy, would you reckon that like you know, money will follow success? Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's how every business or sport works. Uh, success will bring interest, will bring investment, will bring good coaches, good players. Okay, and uh, Sergey, in the region of Volyans, almost one million people living. Yes, nearly one million, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, nearly one million. Okay, um, listen, just now on football in Russia uh, this year, you were running. 
to be president. And you know, you're, you're already the second time to run to be president. Um, do you think the new pre- pre- uh, president, Mr. Dukov, is he good for Russian football? Um, it was a good story about the presidential election. The new president, Alexander Dukov, uh, actively delves uh, into all the nuances uh, of football. And uh, I, it seems to me uh, that uh, Russian football has a good future. And now he focuses on youth uh, football, uh, how to make uh, in effective. The president did not uh, say uh, that we uh, will become world champions, uh, but uh, I hope in his uh, periods uh, we will uh, all uh, take another step to him. Okay, so that's, that's good. Yeah, like, uh, Andy, just back to you, we were discussing kids' football not too long ago. Um, it's not in a great state right now, is it? No, I went to, um, I went to a kids' tournament um, just the other week um, where I also got sunburnt. Um, <laughs> you look better than me, though. But I've just, One week later, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've peeled off by now. Um, it was really badly organised. Um, I've never seen anything really like it. Um, I remember going to tournaments when I was a child and it was pristinely organised. Kids were active doing everything. There were training sessions off to the side of it. Um, and it, it was just a total mess. But the quality was all right. Um, so there's potential there. And there were, I mean, there were lots of kids uh, yeah. and parents all involved. Um, but it just doesn't look good. No. I, I noticed that the, the uh, Lokomotiv Youth Academy were playing today. They were one up when we left after training. And, I mean, they were really, really good players, really good kids. They really, really played well. And the guys from Ireland and England were going, wow, these kids have, like, great skill, great talent. Yeah. But you could just see that... They're not getting the right nurture. Yeah, so it's, not, it's not going to go to the next level. Um, Peter, you, you've played uh, youth sports over here and in America, for example. Yeah. Um, where, where is it better organized, in, in your uh, opinion, in your experience? Well, uh, I'm not, I don't want to roast anybody, but I think it's, uh, it's, I think it's America. Because it's not, not better organized, it's just that uh, it's way easier for a child to progress uh, onto the big league. Because every like, uh, school has its own team and everybody is encouraged to play for it. Whereas here, everybody has to hustle uh, to, to get into... Um, a major team to secure a deal and yeah that, that, that's what I think yeah, you know like uh, oh, you, you, when, when you're in America when you're as a child you start off playing in a peewee league you, you get in that environment it's, it's, it's yeah it's all for fun but it is like they have a coach it's, it's sort of in a professional environment and they get like and they just progress on I guess it's okay. almost impossible to avoid really when yeah, you're a child yes, and, yeah. whereas you, you actively have to go and seek it out here yeah, it is. It is. It's not. It's not laid out for you. So, oh, Alex, I know you, you have a question. You want to ask Sergey as well? Oh well, yeah. Just oh, obviously, like football is like, the most important question. Oh, sorry, it's the most important sport in Russia for like the Russian people. But how important is children's football? So football is um, priority for us. Uh, there is a children football leagues. Uh, there are many schools. Uh, schools of football, but uh, unfortunately, uh, no, not uh, all children can learn uh, football uh, for free, and this uh, is a problem uh, that's not uh, to be solved. Okay, no, that's fair enough. That's it. That is a good point. We've, it's just exactly as we're saying. Like it is something that we we all look at. 
as foreigners here, we, we think it needs to be improved. Okay, now before we let you go, you do have a prize to give away. You've got a football shirt. I might get a giveaway for volume announce. What is the question our listeners have to answer? Uh, good. Uh, why uh, Ulyanovsk is uh, called uh, Ulyanovsk? So why is Ulyanovsk called Ulyanovsk? That's a really good called Ulyanovsk. That's a really good question. Plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Folks, get messaging in to us. Send smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever the hell you want. Why is Ulyanovsk called Ulyanovsk? Okay, so get in, in, in that answer. It is a very, very good question because it is... A, I can't say it's Rodina because if I do, then I think everyone will know what it is. Okay. I think you just did. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say what is Rodina of. I didn't say the Rodina. It's the Rodina. No, no, no. Don't, don't say what it is. Okay. Um, have we got a, a score update? Uh, no, it's still 1-0, but Finland just got a penalty for two minutes uh, okay. for cross-checking, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Sergey, thank you very, very much for your time and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for communication. Uh, welcome to Lyanovsk uh, on games of uh, our club Volga. Okay, we're looking forward to it. The next game is June 5th, correct? Yes, yes. June 5th. Okay, that's we're looking forward to that. Okay, Sergey, thank you very, very much. Okay. Um, Andy, just wanted to ask you one question. Uh, looking ahead, looking ahead to the women's uh, I'm World firmly Cup. stuck in the past, Alan. I know, you're always firmly stuck <laughs> in the past. Um, looking ahead to the Women's World Cup. Can Scotland beat England? Um, there's a glimmer of hope. Obviously, women's football in England, I think, ha is a bit more developed, has been a bit more developed than, than Scotland. But it's gaining traction in Scotland. And obviously... Um, there's some big rivalries between clubs and, and that has really stimulated it to get to this point where they've qualified, which is an incredible achievement. I think anything they get out of it will be just the icing on the cake for them. I, I don't see them getting particularly far if, if they do get out of the groups, but um, I'm quite excited to see the, the young Brazilian um, side um, this year. They, they've obviously got Marta, who is, I think it's her fifth World Cup yeah, yeah, finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the top scorer, all-time World Cup top scorer, um, and that experience and a blend of youth, I think they'll be quite interesting to watch. And they've got quite a tough group with Italy, Jamaica, somebody else. They, they should get past Jamaica, but Italy are going to they're going to put it up to them. I mean, look at that Scottish team. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of experience and a lot. I think Glasgow City are a good team as well. I mean, they they're all, yeah, very, gen they're generally Champions they all League play together. Team. I mean, yeah, they all exactly. play together, which gives them a shot. I think exactly. And you've got very experienced players who are playing in the states. They're playing in uh, Sweden, of course, which is the top league uh, in Italy, and of course down in England with like you know the top yeah. clubs: Man City, Arsenal, West Ham, uh, Liverpool. So you've got a real like good quality of players coming through from Scotland. So. I mean, just, just need to gub a few of them early, and uh, I, I do think they need to start a row. Yeah, just start a row. Just walk in to lamp someone, and then like it all just pans itself <laughs> out. I'm sorry, I'm very much a GAA, um, and I should say that of course the Moscow Shamrocks were all heading away uh, next weekend to Prague. Uh, I know Andy wants to be with us. I know the two boys want to be with us as well. You want to go to Prague as well? Oh, more than anything. Oh, yeah. Why oh, yeah. to Prague then? I wish. I, wish. I mean, yeah, Peter wants to go back to Veronish. Like he just is like Veronish. Is Veronish or bust? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That look of pain in Memories. his eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, <laughs> the song we're going to play out with will actually reflect, you know, what happened to us in Verona. But uh, <laughs> all of us in Verona. Um, but why don't you just go to Prague with them? You both can play good football. He doesn't want to switch it up. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, what do you mean? I'm going to the army. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he can't spend another minute with you. He's a fan of the classic Verona. He doesn't want to... 
He doesn't like anything exotic. Yeah, sh- shout out, shout out to the Gwazdi. Uh, Gwazdi, huge, <laughs> huge. <laughs> that was very, very good. I have to say, though, I mean, even last week, Andy, you missed it. We had the table quiz, and these boys were there, and they finished dead last. I think didn't they? no, we didn't finish dead last. Where'd you finish? <laughs> no, we lost oh, by one point. Did we not? Ah, yeah, yeah, you were in second or third place, wasn't it? No, you were second. We're second, second out of place. two, I think. That's right, second. No, we. I finished second first. Out two. And you Wait, finished you're, second. You're what? 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 You talking about last game? Yeah, the last quiz game. No, you weren't playing. God, it was, I it was, was playing. It was two teams. You were playing so well that like you're the only, was, one, you're the only person Andrew. that knows that you were playing. I won. What? It was me, Carl, and Somebody text in and tell us who won, please. Listen, I won. I'm telling you, I won. We got the bottles of wine. You got, you won prizes as well. What? You finished oh, second. Oh, no, yeah, you're talking about going on the quiz, the, yeah. the Shamrocks quiz. <laughs> oh, the Shamrocks quiz. I thought like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, so I remember. All Shamrocks quiz fans no, out no, there, we, please. See, see me and Al, we intended to come, come in six because, of course, we were... Do you want to say the name of our team? Uh, the um, Big Duke Six. Big Duke Six. That's of course they're like play, play like to the, the apocalypse. Ride, ride of the Valkyries as they're yeah. like raiding the Vietnamese villages. <laughs> what? You haven't seen? No. I know apocalypse now. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. a reference to that. A, they're that, called the Big Duke Six. How? How? Andy, just imagine, like everyone else. Like we were, we were like. Uh, three twits or something like that and there was other, someone else called like you know uh, Ollie has no brain or something so, and then they're going like oh, that was a better one that was a better one with, but but I don't think the name is too appropriate can you say it? Uh, Wait, all, somebody is well hung over or something like that <laughs> well yeah. hung over yeah, yeah what's it called right. the smell of napalm in the morning yeah okay. I love the smell of napalm in the morning yeah. oh that's that's it, yeah. That's, that's exactly how he said it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Okay, right, I'm going to give up on this. Okay, um, so we've got no more score updates, nothing else happening on the ice. Not, not really, no. End of the first period. Yeah, end of the first period. In the first period, period we all know what's going to happen, right? So. Finland are going to come back, score a goal, and then... They like, can come back to Finland, and, or, or their hotel room. <laughs> in and tears. Just, like, you know, <laughs> in tears. Have a, get some ice cream, have a Disney movie marathon. Why are you supporting marathon. him? I mean... Thank you, thank you, Pete. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm shaking. Oh. This is getting very worried. Hey, because as long of course, as I'm not getting stabbed eleven times. I'm very <laughs> <laughs> Keep it at ten. Keep it at ten. That is desperate. Okay, folks, we're going to have to break in just a moment because, of course, in the next segment we have a god awful, god awful quiz. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to try and survive this. Ah, oh, pain every single week. I really, I mean, I should just say no. We're, got, we're dropping the quiz, but people do like it. People I, I, like it. I think we need a jingle for it. Or what now? A, what? Ji- a jingle. Oh, what's a jingle. Yeah. A jingle. Like a, like a lead-in like... song. Like oh. Hell's Bells. Like oh, uh, yeah. Alan's quiz brings all the boys to oh, the yard. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no, we need to have a jingle quiz. No one for else's all... quiz is just as hard. We need, we need to have a jingle for your capital punishment called the Mac Attack. <laughs> the Mac. Like oh, <laughs> Mac Attack. Yo, the Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. <laughs> and Sorry, God, yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned the jingle. <laughs> no, don't mention your jingle anymore. Right, just leave your jingle jangle as it is. Um, right, we're g- we're gonna go out to the break. We're gonna have a bit of a walk because last week we had a walk with the that wasn't with gorillas. Who was it? We had? Congos. We had a yeah. walk with Congos. I think we'll probably have another walk when you hear this. And folks, just think of a bucket of paint. John Travolta and then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about so we're going to head to the break with the BGS and Staying Alive back with the quiz after this Capital Sports with Alan Moore